Welcome to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back to our next edition of the Life Success Legacy Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. We are doing a series of short questions that oftentimes come up during our live boot camps that we do. And um, this next one that we wanted to tackle, um, oftentimes we come across folks who are fearful of the underwriting process and being approved or denied um, for life insurance. Either they've, they've applied before and were denied, or they applied and got a rating, um, which we'll explain what that is. And they're concerned that, that that's going to happen again for them. And we strongly encourage people to go ahead and let's go through the process because oftentimes, and we have lots of examples where people are surprised mm -hmm. about the results of that. Um, so, Mike, talk first about just the underwriting process. As someone is applying for life insurance, what is that underwriting process like? And then what are the results, you know, the different levels and ratings that people can uh, get, be given? Well, after an application is done, all of the, the, the possibilities that happen has to do with the amount of life insurance that they're going to get. So there are different things and uh, uh, procedures that need to be done. Sometimes uh, they've got to take blood. Sometimes they have to do a, a UA or a urine analysis because mm -hmm. they're trying to find out all the bad stuff that these people are possibly... All, the, all those double-stuffed Oreos they're eating? <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> but, you know, they, it, it'll tell a lot when they do blood and urine. And uh, then depending on whether or not uh, the level of the life insurance, they'll either do a, uh, a paramedic exam. They'll sometimes do an EKG depending mm -hmm. on... You know, if somebody's applying for a million or two million dollars worth of life insurance. Life insurance company wants to make sure they're they're taking a good bet on someone. Yeah, they don't yeah. want you to die. They just want <laughs> your premiums. That's right. So, uh, and then after everything's all said and done, then what they do is there's ultra preferred, there's preferred, there's standard, and then there's a rated policy. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a number of different levels that people can get. Um, I will throw this in though. When we design an IBC style policy, the rating is much less important because most of the people that are looking into infinite banking are more concerned about the possibility of cash value than they are the actual death benefit. Yeah. So usually when we design a policy, whether they're an ultra preferred or a rated policy, the availability of of policy loan value against the policy is almost identical. The only difference is there's a little bit of discrepancy in the death benefit. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. But what's the purpose of IBC? It's cash. Yeah, it's about banking. Yeah, it's all That's about right. creating a banking system. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, so then you were talking about there's different levels, ratings, etc. Um, one of the hardest things to deal with is a tobacco situation where a person is a tobacco user. Yeah. Talk about that. Well, tobacco is just one of those super negative things that the life insurance company, I mean, they've got enough criteria, they've got enough medical information to know that people who smoke, they're a bad risk. Mm -hmm. Smoking, um, chewing tobacco, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, any kind mm -hmm. of tobacco use. Yeah. So um, they're a little bit excited. I will tell you, though, um, 
All it does with an IBC style policy is just lowers the death benefit by usually anywhere from 20 to 50%. Mm-hmm. So it's not a gigantic issue for us, but some people get a little excited when they're thinking about the death benefit as a whole. Yeah. So we've had some cases where um, we've worked with people who either got a rating yep. when they went through underwriting or even they were tobacco users and have since quit. Yep. Talk a little bit about what happens when you've either gone through life insurance underwriting as a tobacco user or you've been rated and either if they did a policy with us, can they reapply? Okay. What that time period is, or if they've been denied or were a tobacco user on a previous underwriting process and they're afraid to apply again with us. Well, I got uh, I've got two or three examples here. Uh, you know, we've we've done a number of tobacco users who, um, you know, they've smoked or chewed for most of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, with a number of the life insurance companies, and, I, and you know, we think of specifically of, of the ones that we utilize. They will allow you, if you go 12 full months without tobacco use, to reapply. And we've had people do that, and they'll come back with a standard rating. They're not going to go from a tobacco use to a preferred rating. There's going to have to be a stepping stone for that to happen. Has it happened? Yes, it has. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had a number of people come to us that have had maybe some chronic illnesses, where they didn't get a preferred or a standard, but they got what they call a rated policy. And you can get anywhere from a, uh, a level one down to a level like six, seven, or eight, or an A down to an F. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on you know the company that you're using. Um, most of the policies that we do with uh, IBC, we can do down to a four or a level D and still be able to utilize IBC the right way. Um, It really doesn't make any difference, but once again, you have to have 12 full months of clean health before the company will allow you to reapply Mm -hmm. to a different rating. Uh, I've I've had somebody who was, a I think they were a level D, uh, came back to me after about, I think this was about seven years ago, and we just redid her policy, and now she's a standard-rated policy. Hmm. Um, all this has done is it has it has bumped her death benefit up to a, a a much more manageable level for her and her family, which is absolutely. So, what did she have to do to reapply? What's that? We process? just we just did a whole new paramed exam. We did new blood, new urine. It really wasn't a big deal. I mean, it, same same policy. She just reapplied, and they changed the rating and bumped up her death benefit. That's right. Mm-hmm. And just reissued the policy. It yeah. was, I mean, it, it was a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, here, here's another option. Uh, I had some issues uh, about what six or seven years ago. Um, I got denied. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that old guy stuff that came along, and <laughs> and uh, uh, bottom line was uh, had some stuff going on, and the company came back to me and said, "Hey, uh, sorry." So I had to go, literally, I think I went 18 months of clean health, got all my levels back to the way they were, and now I'm a standard risk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, we, we don't really get too excited when we see somebody who has been denied or rated because we know that there is a, uh, a path that you can navigate to get, get the coverage that you need. Which brings up something. 
we're all talking about if you can get insured, but it's not who is insured that's most important for IBC, it's who's the owner. Who's the owner of the policy. And so many times, I'm thinking of several examples right off the bat where um, a person maybe didn't, uh, was not uh, approved, but they still wanted to do IBC. They just simply did the policy on someone else that yep. they had an insurable interest and still got to fully benefit from IBC. Yep. So there are lots of creative ways to go around it. The companies that we prefer to work with, one in particular, we've had a lot of success with uh, in people getting approved. And uh, in most cases, we can design policies to be beneficial for IBC um, despite the rating. Almost 100% of the time. not a big deal. So, nope. Yeah. Well, um, thanks again for listening. Um, we will tackle some additional questions in future podcasts that we hear at our boot camps. Um, again, if you'll join us, uh, check out our Life Success Legacy website. And as we always say, if you've not read Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, we encourage you to get a copy of that and uh, take the time to read it. Thanks again for joining us.